0: Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling, I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling and I'm happy to be with you again this week as we finish our series on optimizing returns. This week, the total return. We believe in a total or comprehensive return from multifamily real estate investments. We see five individual components, and optimizing this total return is what developing occupancy with qualified tenants, optimizing revenues, and managing expense is all about. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. As always, if you have any questions, shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. M A R A P O L I N G dot com. Don't forget to swing by the Learning Center and register for upcoming webinars as well as watch recordings of past sessions on the Multifamily Real Estate channel. And with that, let's dive in. We're down to the final portion of our return optimization series the total return. There's five elements that we see as being optimized from these prior items. So briefly, let me retouch on those. The foundation of all return performance is occupancy that is within range and comprised of qualified tenants. Properties that are under occupied and or occupied by tenants that are not economically qualified for the property will have difficulty in achieving optimized returns. Properties that have healthy occupancy from qualified tenants are able to optimize rents, to grow rents through value-add investments, are able to add amenities that tenants value and will pay additional fees for, all of which optimize revenues. And revenue optimization is a significant driver of net operating income optimization. The other piece of net operating income optimization is operating expenses, managing those expenses that are truly expenses so they could either be reduced or more appropriately grow at a more modest rate than revenues, and ensuring that those operating expenses that are more investment in nature are in fact being efficiently and effectively utilized. Together, that revenue growth plus that management of operating expenses gives us NOI, NOI that we can grow over time. That brings us to today's topic, the total return. We see five individual components that comprise the total return. Our investments at Mara Poling are focused on achieving success in all five areas, albeit with some prioritization. We do believe that every multifamily investment touches on all five other investments investments that aren't Mara-Polling investments, including the way you might invest in your own portfolio, will still hit all five of these elements, although it might be with a different level of prioritization. And with that, let's take a look at those five elements. They are security, stability, cash, equity growth, and tax advantages. Optimizing the return means optimizing performance in all of those areas in the sequence that we've just described. We think that's very important. And so let's talk about those items. We would include the first two really together in one conversation, so security and stability. What do we mean by security? Security means that I have done what I can to moderate the risk associated with this investment, such that I have less risk associated with losing my invested capital. I invest $5 million in a property. I want to invest in a property that has a higher degree of security so that I have less risk of losing my 5 million or any of my $5 million investment. We also wanna focus on stability and stability means we want to have less volatility in the performance of our asset over time Then we might if we invested in a different asset or a different class of multifamily, or if we were to invest in something outside of real estate. How do we achieve those two? Well, that's where our target characteristics come into play. We, for example, prioritize focusing on class B multifamily, We love Class B. It's the Goldilocks class, as you've often heard us refer to it, buffered by Class A and Class C. It certainly experiences movement, given what's going on in the economy. We can have increases in occupancy and movement in rents, and we can have decreases in occupancy and a flattening, or maybe even in some instances, decreases in rents. It is our experience that Class B experiences less of that activity, and when that activity occurs, it is less volatile. There's less movement than there is in Class A or Class C. That increases the stability of a Class B investment, and that stability adds to the security of the asset such that we have reduce the risk associated with potentially losing capital. In addition to that, we like to have a light value-add component, not investing fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars dollars $30,000 per unit to make significant improvements, not purchasing an asset that's not performing, that's only 60 or 70% occupied. Now, those can be great investments and drive significant returns, we don't believe they're as secure as investing in performing assets, assets that are, say, 90% or better occupied, that have a light value-add component, $3,000, $5,000, maybe upwards of eight dollars or $10,000 a door, and that are going to deliver 10 15 20% rent growth for those improvements. We want to invest in markets that are stable markets, that have Generated baseline economic performance over time that's in line or better than US averages. And we'd like to invest in markets that have diverse employment sectors so that if one sector is impacted by movement in the economy, the entire market is not overwhelmingly negatively affected. Those items allow us to have greater security and greater stability. That does not mean that there's no risk of loss of capital. And it does not mean that performance is a consistent straight line with a positive slope of 1% or 3% or 5%. There is variability and there is risk. If we're looking for an investment that does not have those, Then we want to invest in some long term government backed bond. uh, And that's not going to give us the next elements of the return that we're looking for. So, first and foremost, we prioritize security and stability. We're big believers that you can't make money, meaning optimize cash and equity growth, if you're losing money. If we put $5 million into an investment and within the first 24 months, we lose a million dollars. Well, now we've got to make that million back just to get to even before we can then start generating a positive return. Much better to have the 5 million be safe and secure and take a lower rate of growth in our cash and our equity growth. In the long run, we believe that actually produces a better overall return. So security and stability, Those two go hand in hand. Next are cash and equity growth. Cash performance is directly related to net operating income. When we purchase an asset, the debt service is put in place. Even if it's a floating rate loan, we have agreed to a set of terms that dictate what our debt service looks like over time. If it's an asset that we're managing, there's a management fee, If it's an asset that another sponsor is managing, there's likely a management fee. And if it's an asset you're managing itself, you may or may not take a management fee and structure that into your investment, depending upon how you're structuring what you're doing. NOI minus debt service minus any management fees is cash. So asset management fees and debt service are essentially set when you conclude the acquisition. Therefore, the way to grow cash is to grow NOI. And how do we grow NOI? We do it by having that secure, stable, underlying occupancy and qualified tenant base. We then grow revenue through the light value add and the solid performance of that secure and stable asset. We manage expenses, in particular those that are investment-oriented in specs, in expenses, so we get the greatest return from those. All of that gives us growth in net operating income, and that drives cash. Hand-in-hand hand with that cash growth is a growth in equity. As NOI grows, because our properties are valued as commercial properties, meaning A buyer is buying the asset, but they're really buying our revenue stream and our net operating income. As we increase the amount of net operating income, we increase the value of the asset. That increase in value is a return on that original investment. That $5 million we invested, if we were able, over the course of five years, to add $2.5 million in net value to the property so that we were going to exit with $7.5 million, that gives us a 50% return over five years or about 10%. 10% is what we generally target for most of our assets. Now, one of the ways that we can optimize cash and equity growth is through those items I just referenced, through occupancy, uh, qualified tenants, revenue optimization, expense management. Another is through tax advantages, the fifth element of the total return. Now we get wonderful benefits from the tax code. For example, the ability to depreciate an asset that in many instances is appreciating in value. That gives us protection so that the cash we're generating is less likely to be subject to tax. We're not CPAs. We're not your CPA. You should always have a tax advisor you can chat with to understand what the tax impacts of any investment are. Multifamily real estate is a highly tax-efficient investment. And one of the most important portions of investing in real estate is the 1031 sale exchange. The ability to sell that asset after it's grown in value, take those dollars, those proceeds, the seven and a half million I just mentioned, invest it in a new asset, a larger asset, an asset that will now generate the same level of cash, but an 8% cash return on seven and a half million is actually a 12% cash return on the original $5 million, And that's what's actually invested, is the $5 million. Equity growth on that 7500000 million isn't going to be 10%. It's going to be 15%, assuming that it hits the same targets. So utilizing tax advantages, we can significantly increase the cash and equity returns, without taking on incremental risk so we can continue to prioritize security and stability and yet three five seven years down the road we can see a significant jump in the actual cash and equity performance of the asset you'll notice that while tax advantages help drive cash and equity growth that tax advantages is the last in this sequence of the five elements of the total return. That is not accidental. We think it makes a great deal of sense to take full advantage of the unique benefits in the tax code that real estate can utilize. And no investment decision should be made based with a priority placed on taxes. I mentioned 1031 sale exchanges. That is a wonderful opportunity to improve cash and equity growth elements of the return and yet maintain security and stability. However, if in order to achieve the 1031, in order to successfully close that, we can't find an appropriate asset within the time frame necessary, then we don't want to execute a 1031. We don't want to purchase a property that doesn't give us the security and stability we talked about, that doesn't check all those boxes, class B, light value add, performing asset. We would rather forego the 1031, maybe even pay some tax, but keep our focus on security and stability. This might be an area where an investment with Mara polling and our strategy would differ from what another sponsor might do or what you might choose to do. That doesn't mean that those other investments are bad investments. It means they're different. Our total return focus, security, stability, cash and equity growth, tax advantages, is intended to work best for that capital that an investor has that they are prioritizing security and long-term performance. It's the dollars in your investment portfolio that you don't want to lose, that you can't put at risk. You'd like to get a nice return, but your primary focus is I need these dollars for the future. Maybe they're part of your long term retirement program. Maybe they're dollars that are multi generational and are intended to be part of your estate. In all of those instances, a total return structured the way I'm describing it, we think fits best. If you have dollars in your portfolio, in addition to those kinds of dollars that you're using to be more aggressive, that you might even use as what we sometimes call swing for the fences kind of dollars. Maybe you keep five or 10% of your portfolio to invest really aggressively. Well, then you might find an element Uh, an opportunity to invest in multifamily real estate that still has those five return components, but has them in a different sequence. And it might prioritize first and foremost cash or equity growth, or it might prioritize taxes. And while security and stability are components, they might be farther down the line. We think every investment in multifamily touches all five of these items. Again, there could be some difference in the sequence. If any of this makes sense to you and you think that we might be able to do something for you, obviously we'd be happy to chat with you. If you are an investor with another sponsor, you might utilize these five elements to look at the investment you currently have and see if it has the same level of prioritization. And if that's a fit with what it is you're trying to do, And of course, if you're building your own portfolio, I'd encourage you to take a look at these five items and give thought to how you might want to prioritize them so that the specific strategy you're deploying ultimately achieves the kind of performance optimization that you're looking for. So over the last month or so, we've touched on all of these topics. I hope you have found this valuable. Next week, we'll be returning to uh some individual sessions uh our this particular series is over so next week will be some brand new uh content as always we're interested in your feedback and any questions you have that might be content that we'd like to respond to for everyone for everyone's benefit so if you have anything in mind like that Feel free to shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. As I said, if you have interest in learning more about Mara Polling and how we might be able to help you, I'm happy to have that conversation as well. And please join us next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Polling.